Hey, hey, now this is your girl, Ebony L. Trust, and you must say the L because it is sexy, and I want to welcome you to episode 29 of the Faith Fueled Business Podcast. So yesterday on Faith Fueled Business, we talked about disrupting the industry and being a disruption and what that means, how we as believers are called, I believe, to take back the marketplace for the kingdom of God. But at the same time, to not get caught up in trying to do business the way that the world does. We are a called out people. You know, we are the ecclesia. We are set apart. We are to be peculiar. And we are to do business in the way that the Spirit of God leads us. But it's very difficult to be a disruption when you're distracted. You can't disrupt when you're distracted. And so today, we are going to be talking about shiny object syndrome. Ooh, say it again. Shiny object syndrome. Let's talk about it. All right, so tomorrow I am uh, hosting a strategic business planning for 2019, uh, planning God's way. Um, It is a workshop that I'm hosting for several individuals who want to position their business uh, for success in 2019. And we're going to do a full day planning session. It's going to be a VIP type experience. And, uh, you know, I, I was working on Um, some last minute touches, finishing touches uh, for their material, for the content for tomorrow. And as I was going through my things, you know, I've said before that I have several bookcases, like there are bookcases like built into my desk, there are bookcases on top. There's a full like six foot bookcase in my office, bookcases built into the wall around the fireplace in our living room. Um, and every place there is a bookcase, we have books or binders or information. And so I was going through um, the bookcase that my printer <laughs> sits on. I was looking for something uh, for the training. And I ran across several, and when I say several, I mean several, like five or six binders of courses and information and printouts of content, courses that I invested money in. And as I was looking through the thing, like I realized that I have spent literally thousands and thousands of dollars on coaching, on training, but I've also wasted thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. As a matter of fact, I was flipping through one binder and I saw where I printed out like it had to have been at least 75 to 100 sheets from one particular course that I paid $2,000 for and I maybe logged in twice. Yes, you heard me. I maybe logged into the course content twice 
and I paid, I know $2,000 for it. It may have been, it, it may have been $3,000 for it. It was some thousands. <laughs> it was some thousands of dollars. But that's not the only course that, that I've taken that's like that. And and again, I like just wasted money. But then today I started thinking about how I have clients and former clients who are the exact same way. They invested in some sort of course or program with me and they spent literally thousands and thousands of dollars to work with me. They invested thousands and thousands of dollars to work with me and they have not done anything with the content. They have not done anything. They have not done the work or they have done very little. It's very slow moving. And I'm like, you know, God, what, what's up with that? You know, like how, what, you know, like how do we, how do we rationalize or, 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 um, what's a better word for it? Like how, how do we make that make sense in real life? You know, like why is that okay for people? And what I recognize is that for myself, being an educator, you know, being a, 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 a teacher by training, by an anointing, by profession, you know, I absolutely love, love, love to learn. I love to learn. I love to get information. And a few years back, uh, I just kind of like start using this term. It was probably Holy Spirit, but talking about knowledge constipation, right? And it was probably primarily because I recognized that I was knowledge constipated. Like I needed an X-lax for my brain, like for real, like, and 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 just like looking around. It, it was almost like taking a red pill because then I could look around me and see people who were also knowledge constipated. And it's because of the shiny object syndrome. We see something, oh, I may be able to use that. Oh, I wanted to do that. Or, oh, like I need this. Oh, I want that. Oh, I need that too. Oh, I need that too. And like we just invest and we spend money because it sounds good. Or, you know, the person who was selling it said that it was only going to be good for 24 hours. Or, you know, they're only taking, you know, so many people or whatever the case may be. And we jump on stuff while we have bookshelves of information, logins of information or for information to information that we have yet to use. Ouch. <laughs> we have a plethora of information, but we don't have any application or we have very little application because of shiny object syndrome. And so as I was preparing for this episode, I thought about shiny object syndrome and what I believe the spirit of God showed me was the SOS, shiny object syndrome, SOS. And when you have shiny object syndrome, it is an SOS. It is a distress signal. You're saying to the world, help, (laughs) help me focus, help me focus. I need help focusing. It is an SOS signal, right? So let's talk about three ways to combat 
shiny object syndrome. How do we fix this? How do we stop it? Or how do we slow down and not fall for it so often? And this is kind of a catch-22 type of situation because if you're like me and you provide a service in the marketplace, you know, like courses or programs or things like that, then there is a certain amount of your sales that are due to people having shiny object syndrome, (laughs) you know? So in a way, like you're grateful for people you know, having that SOS, but at this, so, so I'm saying that to say that I want you to know that I'm being very authentic right now. You know, like I'm not, I know that for some people, they don't want to have this conversation because it will affect their sales, right? My thing is, I want you to live in God's best, And I want you to do the thing that God has designed and called for you to do and do it at the highest and best level that you possibly can. And at the same time, I recognize that I have not totally overcome shiny object syndrome. Um, I'm not where I was. (laughs) I'm not spending thousands and thousands and thousands and not doing anything. Um, with it. I'm also not spending hundreds and hundreds and not doing anything with it. But there is still an element of, ooh, I want that. But I have put fences around me, which we'll talk about in a moment. I've put fences around me that kind of help that. And so I want to give you some fences. I want to give you some ways to combat this so that you can do effectively and at the highest level the, the thing that God has caused you called you to do, okay? So first thing, the first way to combat shiny object syndrome, to, you know, put your SOS in the air, oh my gosh, help me focus. The first thing is to ask yourself, okay, what did God say? What did God say? I have um, a young lady who um, I mentor and there are moments and times where she'll text me and say, well, you know, here's the situation. What do you think I should do? And I reply back, I don't know. What did God say? <laughs> you know, like that's, that's my default answer. I don't know. What did God say? You know, I'll help you work through what you believe the spirit of God is leading you to do, but I don't have the answer. And so when we come across information, a course, a conference, a something, a resource of some sort that requires an investment, the first question that I've learned to ask is, what did God say? The scripture says in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, of course, you know this uh, scripture very well, to acknowledge God in all our ways, right? To seek his face, to uh, get his mind on it. Okay, and then he'll direct us. Proverbs 16, 9 talks about how we plan our way, but God directs our steps. So when the opportunity opens up and the course is on sale or like it's only 24 or 48 hours or you want this resource, stop in that moment because the messaging is designed to create 
an emotion in you that causes frenzy to make that decision. Then, 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 now, 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 right? But we as believers can't be led by our flesh. We got to be led by the spirit of God. So stop. Just stop in that moment. Just stop. If you have to close your laptop, if you have to shut down the phone, whatever the case may be, you just stop. And then you pray. Well, what am I praying? Well, is this confirmation? Is this resource? Is this program? Is this course? Is it confirmation? Is it an, a, a direct answer to prayer? Have you been praying about a certain situation in your business and then this opportunity comes available? Does it match? Is it confirmation? Right? Not, it's just really good or I could use this later on or I can see how this may be effective in a couple of years once I get some other stuff in place. No. Is this an answer to prayer? Is this something that you have been asking God for or about and it shows up for you? If it is, then okay. But if it's not, and I don't mean roundabout prayer, but you know, Lord, uh, send some good news and then this course open up. and Oh, this is my good... No, 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 no. None of that. <laughs> okay, so we stop, we pray, and then we wait for peace about it. We wait for peace. Now, if it's a time-bound thing where they're like, you know, well, uh, it's only good for 48 hours. Okay, well, if it's answer prayer, go for it. If it's answer prayer, go for it. If it's confirmation, go. If it's if if it is direct confirmation, not in general, but specific confirmation. Now, the way that you kind of handle this situation is to prepare to know ahead of time. So that means that you have been spending time with God as it relates to your business. You've been asking Him. I can remember praying and, and asking the spirit of God, you know, father show me like, I, I want a saved coach who is making high six and seven figures. Like I specifically asked for a believer as my coach, as my next coach, as my next mentor, my next go-to person that like I specifically asked for that. Doing my business meeting uh, with God. Like, I, 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 I have made God my business partner, and you should too. I've made God my business partner, so anybody who I bring into the fold has to be game for me having conversations with God around what they may say for me to do or suggest that I do. So if a coaching opportunity opens up and that person is not a believer then I know, no, that ain't the one. It may sound wonderful. It may be super sexy, but it ain't it. Fortunately, God brought me three. (laughs) Three millionaire level uh, coaches, mentors, uh, who are believers, who are openly believers, who who talk about it, Um, not carnal, but openly uh, believers love God. So I knew that, okay, boom, these are individuals who, as I'm praying it through, okay, which one, when, which opportunity, 
See how that works? So the first question is, what did God say? That's the first way to combat shiny object syndrome. Okay? Now, the second thing, after you ask, okay, what did God say? All right? Then, what does your bank account say? (laughs) Now, that's important because, oh, my goodness, my first probably three years um, in business, I, I spent a whole lot of money, a whole lot of money. And the first year and a half, two years, it was coming out of my, my paycheck. So I was working nine to five teaching and it was coming like my, my, my teaching, uh, my public school teaching paycheck paid for my business. It paid for my coaching. It paid for, um, I mean, the conferences I went to, like, it, it, it paid for everything. Um, fortunately, now, my business pays for itself. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I said all that to say that there were times when, like, I didn't have the money to pay for the coaching, right? And so, when you get to that place, now, if, if God has says yes, or, or has said yes, you have a yes on the matter, right? Then the next step, if, you, if your bank account is saying, uh, no, <laughs> you know, I know what the Lord said, but, uh, we not sitting on swole for that, right? Then the next question is to ask Holy Spirit, okay, not to say I can't afford it. I have, I, I've learned, and this is an awesome lesson to have learned. I've learned not to say I can't afford it. I've learned to ask the question, how can I afford this? If it's something that's outside of my reach in that moment, I've learned to ask the question, how can I afford this? And listen, what's so amazing about the Spirit of God is that He will give you a plan. He will give you a plan. Absolutely. And it will be a win-win situation. Just recently... I wanted to attend an event um, that's coming up uh, in the first part of 2019. And each ticket to attend the event is $1,000. So, of course, that's a room that I want to be in. You know, enough of these uh, $65 rooms. (laughs) Enough of these. You know, it's time to up-level. And when you recognize that your business is asking for an up level, you need to say, okay, how can I make this happen? And so the tickets were a G, a grand. Um, And I'm like, okay, God, all right, cool beans. I want to go. But I don't want to spend what I have over here because it's set aside for some other stuff. So I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I need a plan because I want to go. So I'm, I'm going to release my faith for the $1,000 to be able to invest in myself and purchase this ticket. It, not that I could not just say, okay, huh, d- just buy it. It was not only did I not want to spend the money that's in my account because that's set aside for something else, but at the same time, I wanted to be like put myself in a position where I could trust God on a whole other level with my business. So instead of just saying, okay, you know, um, I'll go ahead and buy it. And then like, you know, just kind of make it up 
or just kind of put the money back for these other areas, you know, for ads and all that kind of stuff, put the money back for that, no, mm -mm, I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to believe God, release my faith for $1,000. And of course, the Spirit of God gave me a plan. Absolutely gave me a, a plan. Executed, boom, bought my ticket. Three days. It took three days. I asked on the first day. Well, I, no, well, I asked on, on well, four days, kind of, sort of. <laughs> I asked one evening. Then the next day, got the plan and executed that same day. And by the end of the week, I had $1,000. God will do it. And so I'm I'm hooked now. I said, okay, well, shoot, I want to stay at the event hotel. So, Holy Spirit, I don't want to go on my account. I want to believe you. Got another plan, executing it, right? Going to pay for the hotel from the plan that Holy Spirit has given me. So so if your bank account is saying, uh, no, boo, mm-mm, then you need to ask Holy Spirit because if God has said yes, then he is obligating himself to make it happen. But see, the uh, the problem most of the time is that we don't sit still long enough to get the plan. Or what we say out of our mouths is contrary to his yes. And so we tie his hands. So, So I think about it. How many times have you tied the Lord's hands? Let's stop tying his hands. Let's start asking for a plan instead, okay? So if God says yes, then and your bank account says yes, or God says yes, and Holy Spirit gives you a plan that you execute, then there you go, right? But if your account is saying, uh-uh, and you ask God for a plan and uh, you don't have one, then that may be a case of shiny object syndrome. That may have been an SOS that you sent out to Holy Spirit. He's like, okay, I'll help you focus. I No, I, I I got you, boo. I'll help you focus. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so way number one, ask what did God say? Way number two, ask what does your bank account say? Okay, and then the third way to combat shiny object syndrome is to ask yourself, what does my bookshelf say? OMG. So what I mean by that is, have you already invested in stuff? Are you like me and you have shelves and shelves and shelves and logins and logins and logins and you have not gone... It's it's always, I'm going to go back and do that program. I'm going to go back and read that. I'm going to go back and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a huge, like, three, maybe three-and-a-half-inch binder that says 2016 training, where I printed out all this stuff from about maybe three or four different programs that I invested in that year. And I told myself, okay, I'm going to focus and just do these. That binder is sitting on the shelf collecting for real dust. <laughs> for real dust. Right? As a matter of fact, one of the programs 
the um, the coach who actually ran the program, she changed platforms. I totally missed, I guess, the email or whatever. So I can't even access the content for that program anymore. I got to go to her um, customer service, her customer support, and figure out how to get back to the, <laughs> to the content, right? Oh, do you have a bookshelf like that? Do you have a folder on your hard drive, on your computer, with all your logins, a notebook, and talking about you're going to go back and, and look at the stuff, go through the information, yada, 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 blah, 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 as my business partner says, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Proverbs 17, 16 says, why... Is there money in the hand of a fool to buy wisdom when he has no common sense or even a heart for it? That's the Amplified. I, I, I love the Amplified version of, of the scriptures. But why? the writer says, why is there money in the hand of a fool to buy wisdom when he has no common sense or even a heart for it? Why is there money in my hand to buy another program when I haven't gone through the last three that I purchased? OMG, that's an SOS. Help me focus Holy Spirit. <laughs> so what does your bookshelf say? Now, it's something I, I, I was fortunate to have a consultation with a young lady um, the other day, and she was saying how she had invested thousands of dollars into an opportunity, a coaching opportunity, and she did not get anything from it. Like it, it was not quality content. Basically, she it wasn't executable. Um, well, I will, I won't, I won't um, speculate. But she basically was saying that she didn't get anything out of it. And from the way that she was talking, it was you know like she had had tried to do the work or had done the work but did not reap the result did not get the result now that's different if you have invested and you have not gotten the result that whomever you invested with promised even after doing the work that's different you probably should be looking for um, a coach a resource you know some material that will help you to actually get the result that you're looking for as long as you're willing to do the work. I'm talking about when you have invested money, time, well, money, because if you've not done the work, then you have not put any time in. So, I mean, when you have invested money, especially big dollars, and you've not touched the content or you've done very little toward the content, that's a case of shiny object syndrome. That's a case of being a fool with money in your hand trying to buy wisdom and you have not already utilized, worked through, um, taken into account, gleaned from the wisdom that you've already purchased. We have got to be good stewards over what God has given us. Like We have got to be good stewards. We have to be. We have to be because God's not going to trust us with the much if we're not being good stewards over the little, right? So we got to get rid of shiny object syndrome. We got to quit chasing squirrels and we have to get focused on the thing. What is that thing? What is the thing 
that God has given you to do? And who is the person that he has raised up in order to walk you through, guide you through, to show you how to get the thing done? Three ways. What did God say? Stop, pray, look for the peace. Is this confirmation? Is this answered prayer? Number two, what does your bank account say? Do you have the resources? Do you have the funds? Or do you have a plan from Holy Spirit in order to get it? And then number three, what does your bookshelf say? Have you already invested in opportunities, in resources, in coaching, in support, but you've not used it yet? Then you may have a case of shiny object syndrome, and now you know how to combat it. What's the most terrible thing about shiny object syndrome is that it is a thorough and complete distraction. Um, And I truly believe that it is also the a root of overwhelm because you think about, okay, I got this over here to look at and that to look at and this over here and that over there. And all of that, um, is, is really the Martha syndrome. I got so much to do. I got so much to do. I got so much to look at and da, da, da. And really we got to have the spirit that Mary had. She recognized the one thing it was to sit at Jesus's feet and to glean from him, to allow him to pour into her life. And so, as I said during the main event, you have to find out from the Spirit of God, who is that person that you are to glean from? Who is that person that you that, that God has raised up to be your mentor, to be your coach, for you to follow, to mimic, to uh, work with? Who is that person? And it may not be the same person for every season, but what I know to be true for sure is that there is a person. And until you hook up with that person, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to have that Martha mentality and that Martha syndrome. So if I am that person that you believe God has raised up in order to um, guide you, to, to mentor you, to work with you, to help you, I want you to know that that's why my business exists. My business exists in order to help believers like you to start or grow businesses that honor our God, that launch your spiritual gifts, and that transform the lives of, of the people that God has called you to, who who God has called you to. So we need to connect, absolutely. And the first step is to get my business startup kit for Christians. I have poured so much love and so much of myself into that free gift. And so if I'm that person, I want to um, give, I was going to say a peace offering, but like we ain't beefing. So um, <laughs> I want to extend an olive branch. I think that means uh, the same thing as a peace offering, though. Anyway, I want you to have it. <laughs> I want you to have it. I want you to have 
the Business Startup Kit for Christians because it will get you started toward starting or growing that business. It is chock full of super sexy and anointed stuff. There's an audio training. There's a, a business startup ebook. There are three reports. Um, there are spreadsheets and planners and a to-do list. Oh, my. <laughs> and it's absolutely free. So go to TakeBackTheMarketplace.com. TakeBackTheMarketplace.com and pick up your absolutely free business startup kit for Christians because I want to support you. If I'm that person for you, I want to help you make a lot of money helping other people. Now, tomorrow, we are going to be talking about another enemy of wealth, another enemy to prosperity, and that's trust. So I'll see you tomorrow.